0: The Father's Business was founded by Sylvia Gunter to encourage people to a deeper relationship with
1: God. I'm Elizabeth Gunter-Powell. And I am Kimberly Roddy. Welcome to the Father's Business podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us. Thank you for joining us today for our podcast. Last week, we started a conversation that we want to somewhat continue today and elaborate a little bit more upon. But Last week, we were talking about parenting, uh, this emerging adulthood, the children that you have that are emerging into adults, the challenges and the difficulties and the just uniqueness that comes with that. But one of the things that we touched on in the beginning of that podcast, if you haven't checked it out yet, it was a good conversation. One of the things that we touched on in the very beginning was how drastically our world changed in 2007. The changes that we have had because of technology and globalization, they have impacted not just kids. Like last week, we're talking about parenting, not just our children, um, and they haven't just impacted parenting, but they've also impacted all of our relationships and all of us as humans. One of the things I mentioned last week was I've heard a teacher and author talk about how we... Do you ever feel like you just can't keep up anymore? And the reality is, is that most of us feel that way. Most of us feel mm-hmm. like we we just can't keep up. And the reality is, is we can't because things are coming at us fast, right? Like they're coming at us so fast. When I think about that in terms of connection and relationships, it, it enters us into a whole nother conversation. So if we look at scripture, we see from the very beginning that we were made for connection. We were made for community. And yet, today, we are the most interconnected world in some ways, and yet we are more disconnected than we've ever been in so many ways. Technology, social media, those things help us connect, but yet they prevent us also from having deeper connections in some ways. Would you agree with that, Elizabeth? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think some of my
0: need to feel connected to other humans. I'm finding, well, if I just watch these people's stories on Instagram or I just read this online or I just watch this, that gives me this sense of community. But that's not really community because we can all hide behind our screens and only just kind of show what we want other people to see about us versus being in real community and and doing life on life with each other where you see the good the bad the ugly and you have that I, one thing you mentioned last week Kimberly, i think is so important is you were talking about how parents are so distracted and there's a lack of eye contact between parents and children and there's a lot of research into all that happens as you make eye contact with another person. And so, even as we continue relationships and have friendships and other things, we're not spending as much time face to face. We're not spending as much time deeply connecting. We're spending a lot more time. I'll send you a funny meme. You laugh at it. You send me a funny meme, which is great. And honestly, Kimberly, that was such a lifeline to me through some of the darker days with my dad mm-hmm. is knowing that you would be, you would send me something that would make me laugh just for a moment and just take a breath. But so I'm not saying technology is bad, but we've replaced a lot of our face-to-face connection time with shooting something to our friends over the phone and they laugh at it or and then send something back.
1: Yeah. And I think that, you know, a lot of this stuff started and began in 2007 and then rapidly took off. But then we can't ignore what happened in 2020 also with COVID. And it feels I mean, we're three years out from that, which is crazy to think about two, three years out from that. But that drastically shifted the way we do church. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Like we had, I mean, there were already a ton of churches around the world that do virtual church that allow you to worship online, and and that's mm-hmm. been a lifeline for a lot of people who have needed it. Yeah, um, it's allowed you to stay connected as you go other places and moving about, and you and, and yet at the same time, in some ways, it makes us more of a consumer, um, and that's another conversation, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think that that has also shifted the way we do community because you know, growing up for our generation. And previous generations, if you were a, a believer who was regularly attending church, you attended church a lot of times on Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and Wednesday evenings sometimes, and sometimes another night during the week for something, or a ladies' Bible study during the week, or a men's prayer breakfast, or whatever. You know, you had all these different touch points. With physical community, you didn't have technology, you didn't have email, you didn't have social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, there are pros and cons to those things. But I think about one of the books I read early on about discipleship was uh, The Lost Art of Disciple Making. And it's that idea by Leroy Imes. And it's that idea that discipling is made through relationships centered around the word of God and teaching and praying and learning and, and confession and repentance and accountability and all those things. And it happens through the multiplication of relationships, right? Like I get to be involved in your life. And then from there we get to touch other lives and those things are connected. Sometimes we don't intentionally connect them or see the connections, but as we go and make disciples you're teaching those people if I'm if I'm a disciple Lee, someone has discipled me, then eventually I also will become a disciple maker and the people that I disciple will then become disciple makers after they've been disciplees and that's what we saw in the New Testament. Um, If Mm -hmm. we go back to scripture, right? Like that's where that comes from. It's the idea of what of Jesus's ministry, where he walked with the people, he had relationships with the disciples, and with with even those outside of those those twelve, there were more people that he influenced, and then he sent them go into all the nation and make disciples, right? Right. And so I think that is. It's funny that a book written in the '70s or '80s was called had the title "The Lost Art of Disciple (laughs) Making," but I think that that shows just over time, how history there's, this is just the current, the current conversation of today is how technology and globalization have shifted those things, right? There were other things in the past that, that distracted from that. But I do think that having community is really important, intentional community. so. I want to be careful because it's not
0: that the technology is bad. It's that we have to be intentional to use the technology because the the same technology that may keep me distracted by scrolling on my phone for an hour. I mean, I did that yesterday. I started looking at stuff and I looked up. I'm like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) it's an hour past my bedtime. I need to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. So there is that part of technology. But technology also allows a group of us who are not in the same city to hop on together and have a real deep conversation. Yeah. And so I think it is that you were talking towards the end there about intentionality. And so I think the question is, is how are we going to be intentional understanding? This is the age that we're in understanding that everyone feels scattered and hurried And like they don't have enough time, there's not enough emotional bandwidth, all these things that we're all feeling. And we're all still trying to get ourselves back out of isolation mode in some ways. You Mm -hmm. know, it there was something really comforting about staying home and not (laughs) being allowed to go anywhere. It was like a snow day in some ways. And so it's it's also pushing yourself to get back out there. And am I being intentional to connect with others? Am I being intentional to connect with God? How can technology like podcasts like we do and social media or other types of things, how can they be used to help people who maybe feel isolated, who feel alone to find community with each other?
1: Yeah, as you were just saying that I was thinking back during COVID in particular, because it was kind of when we we had to reach out through technology to have some deeper community at times. There was an an online Bible study that we created with a couple of me and a handful of friends. And some of us invited other friends. So it wasn't like you knew everyone, but it was still a small group. And it was kind of fun because you got to meet some new people in the midst of being locked down, so to speak. Right, (laughs) And we went through, I think we went through Romans together. And it was just, there was rich conversation and we knew once a week we got to all hop on zoom and we would record it for the people that couldn't hop on because life happens and we would send it out via email and and others could you could rewatch it if you couldn't join us so there was the gift of technology because we would not have been able to do that apart from technology right um right. and that was that was a rich thing that happened during that season
0: so kimberly we keep talking about the community and the need for community what What is a definition of community? When you think of community, what comes to your mind?
1: That's a good question. When I think about community, I think about life on life. Like I think, I mean, one of my favorite verses is in Thessalonians when Paul says, we were delighted to not only share the gospel of God with you, but our very lives as well. And I think it's that idea of, I want to be involved in your life. I want you involved in my life. And it, it just, it's that phrase, doing life together. The highs and the lows, and the and the, the celebrations and the difficulties. I think there's lots of pictures of communities in scripture and in history and in current current culture today. I can see a lot of times where people have shown up for each other because they were already in community, or people have shown up for each other because they were in neighborhoods and kind of geographically in community, but not in relational community until something happened. Right. Right. I, I'm thinking back to. When you and I became friends, it's like how does friendship start? How does community start? Because I would say you and I have a, a deep community that has lasted mm-hmm. for a long time, and it's we do life together across the states. But, <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> but we do life together, like we're yeah. you know we we share a lot of things with one another as far as the celebrations and the lows and the difficulties and the pains and the grief. But I was thinking. You know, when we met each other, we, we were strangers. We were living in Atlanta, but we had mutual friends. One of our friends connected us and we I think it started out with us being in a small group together with some other girls that were close mm-hmm. to our age. And from there, I remember that small group. It was probably five or six of us, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I remember sharing deeply personal things that were going on. And I didn't know everyone really well, but I knew internally I needed community. I I didn't know a lot of people I was in a new city. And I just knew I needed community. And so we were all connected through a few people that we all knew and trusted. So that created right. a common hey, we can trust each other. Yeah. And from there, I remember you and I went to we took a day and went to a retreat center and shared our our story, our lives. Yeah. I think we sat in the chapel that day. We did. And just shared our lives with one another. And that's going to bond people together a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Because you're trusting someone with your story, which is deeply personal. And from there, I think community begins to form because you are willing, community really looks like I'm willing to share. A part of me with you, a part of my life, a part of my story. I'm willing to be sacrificial with you. I'm willing to be kind with you, loving with you. I'm willing to see you. Mm-hmm. And I want to be seen by you. Right. There's times where you got to ask each other tough questions. Yeah. And there's times where you got to offer each other a lot of grace and kindness. <laughs> And just show up and be present. That's how our community has looked. I, I think I've had a community here when I went on staff with the church here that I was working at back in 2007. Again, I was new to the area and I didn't know a lot of people. And I would say that there were so many people in that church that surrounded me and created a community for me. Like they mm. really through the years have shown up for me in terms of, to me, this is what community looks like. Like my car needed repair and I didn't know where to go. And multiple right. people were like, go here, go here. And and you'd start trusting people and trying things. And then obviously I got in a kind of formal small group. I ended up in a small group with, I was the only single at the time in that small group. And it was all couples who were about I think most of them were 10 to 20 years older than me. Mm. And that was such a life-giving community at the time, even though it wasn't my age and stage of people. So I don't think it has to look like you and your friends, right? Right. <laughs> it can look different from that. And then I had community with all the people who were volunteering with me in youth ministry. They became a community for me because we were we had a, a unified purpose. Sure. And then your coworkers become a community for you of sorts. You know, so I think there's different ways that we can look at community, but I think the the common denominator under that is are we willing to be connected to one another? And you can think Mm -hmm. of like concentric circles of care and relationship. And there's going to be people that are in that inner circle that are like your diehard loyal people. And then in the next layer or two, maybe that's where you find other parts of your community. Right. And not everyone is ever going to fit in that small circle. And sometimes people are going to kind of come and go throughout seasons. I, I live in a military community, so there's a lot of people coming and going, moving in and out. But some of those people you still have lifelong relationships with. It just looks different. But I think, the, like I said, the commonality there is really just, can we say, I want to commit to doing life with you and caring for you so much that I will ask you tough questions sometimes when you don't. I was going to say, when you want to be asked, but I was going to say, sometimes when you don't want to be asked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I will, because I love you and because I see things and I want to know you and partner and help you and love you as a a sister in Christ, but also like spur you on, right? Scripture uses that word spur, which what does a spur do? It doesn't always feel good, but it is a challenge to, I want to spur you on toward love and good deeds, towards following after Jesus harder, towards being a better wife, towards being a better friend, a better whatever you do in your life, your job, your vocation, Mm -hmm. your as a parent, as a whatever, right? And so I think it involves sacrifice. It involves showing up for the celebrations. It involves being present in the grief, sitting with people. To me, along with that is that we are worshiping God together. Worship isn't, it is singing and praising but it isn't just that; <laughs> it is a sacrifice of our lives, which is what community is. It's not always easy, which is why social media gives us the easy piece of it at times, right? And that's where you said earlier: it's not good or bad. You know, it's just a piece of it, and we. Mm-hmm. But we're longing for deeper. So those are some of the thoughts I have. What would you add to that? Yeah,
0: no. Just listening to you, what I'd kind of reflect back to is that it takes a lot of intentionality mm-hmm. uh, to find your community. And so it takes. I'm going to choose to seek it out, and then also what you were saying about transparency—that I've, mm-hmm. I've got to be willing to be open. And I loved your idea of the circles because even as you're talking, I was seeing. My, I was like, "Yeah, there's my super safe friends where I can take my filter off mm-hmm. and say exactly whatever raw emotion I'm feeling, mm-hmm. and they know me and they know my heart well enough that they're not going to judge me based on that moment. they they're, they're going to hear <laughs> how I'm really feeling, and yet not come back with judgment. And then, you know, there's other communities where it's like, okay, it, I feel willing to share this much of my life with you, but you don't get the raw, the rawest parts Mm -hmm. and community, I think is also where you're very well, you're known. Yeah. So, you know, thinking of people in our shared community and our, in our, in our separate communities, Kimberly, there, there are those people in your lives that all you have to do is call them or text them and say, I just got an email from so-and-so. Mm-hmm. They know the entire history and they know what that does to you and they're right there with you and present and and ready to pray for you, encourage you and counsel you in those things. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's having people in your life who can ask you the questions, how is your relationship going with your spouse? How is your relationship going with your kids? How is your walk with God going? Just every, every area of your life, physically, are you taking care of yourself? You know, are you eating junk food? Or are you being healthy? Mm-hmm. Just all the different aspects of our lives. These people are there because they, they want to invest in us. And there's a lot of ways we disciple one another. And yeah. I think what you said towards the end is the most important part. Cause I mean, anyone can have community, a Neighborhood softball team can be a community, but what is so rich about the type of community we're talking about is it is centered around our love of God and knowing who he is and who we are in him. And we're able to remind each other of that when life gets hard. And when my life has been hard these last few years, there's my little, my, e- my little email team that I shoot the email out today and go, this is what we're facing, and this is how I feel. And immediately the emails come back going, this is who God is for you today. Mm-hmm. This is who Christ in you can handle this. You know, this is, this is what I'm praying for you. And so it's having those people around you to remind you of what truth is, because there's so much coming against you that's trying to tell you what's not. And your own emotions sometimes are screaming so much. And then when things go really well, they're the first people you want to get in touch with and celebrate with them. Look what God did. Mm -hmm. And and as you said, they rejoice with you when you rejoice and they weep with you when you weep. And it it, it really is something that I hope that everyone either has or if you are listening to this and you're like, well, I wish I had that. But I don't have anyone like that in my life. Start asking God. God, show me where I can start creating community show me where I can start investing in someone else and build this because it, it took a lot of time. I mean, Kimberly, I don't remember you as a stranger, but I know you once were. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it took us choosing to have coffee, to spend time together, to take the day away, to open up our hearts and share for us to build over time, the relationship that we've had. And I wouldn't trade it for the world now, but we didn't start out that way.
1: Yeah. And we're both, you and I are both more introverted and oh, we, yes. we don't love, <laughs> we have different levels of how we are introverted and love yeah. relationships, but but we do love yeah. relationships. And so it right. did come about from saying, I want to get to know this person. I want them to get to know me. And it was that common bond around, we knew we shared some values Right, um, and one of those greatest values being a love for Jesus and wanting to be wanting to grow in our spiritual yeah. in our spiritual life and knowing that we could we needed other people to help us with that. And I think too, if you if you don't have that community or maybe you're looking for a new sense of community, like you said, ask Jesus, bring that into your life. Ask Jesus to help you see the opportunities that are around you. But I'm thinking even of I know some people who aren't yet believers. They're not sure how they feel about church um, or God or Christians. And yet I met them through a group that meets at a local church and they wanted to attend that group. But then COVID happened. And so that that group stopped meeting at the church. They had a need at the time and they were willing to come to the church for a particular need. And there was a particular woman in our church who reached out to this young lady And it meant the world to her because she's she hadn't had that. She's Uh not a believer. She is an only child in her family. And she will regularly tell me how much it meant for that woman to seek her out. Uh And I know that she still longs for community, but isn't sure how to find that. And I can encourage her in certain ways. And I try to offer her certain things. But I wonder sometimes... like. We all have different gifts. We all have different ways that we contribute to community and toward serving the Lord and the ways that we flesh out who God has wired us to be. But I wonder for some of us, if it looks like community looks like giving to some of those people. And again, Mm -hmm. that's the concentric circles, right? Like like they may not be the person like you and I, where we do life together because we have a lot of compatibility in some of those ways, but it can still be a level of community where you're giving. You've got to have people giving life to you as well but like i think community we don't have to define it one way and say this is our community forever right yeah um so i think just even thinking outside of that box a little bit and saying maybe you need community but maybe you need to be giving community life giving community to someone who someone else who needs that right now yeah Um, so just thinking bigger about that would be my encouragement yeah I think this is kind of a natural time of year as we're heading into the fall. School's back in session. We kind of start getting into a different rhythm again coming out of the summer and small groups are starting. We're entering into a new season and we all kind of feel that intuitively a little bit. Like, okay, it's time for something new, right? Rhythm of the calendar. And so as we head into the fall, we... One of the things we want to do is on this podcast is create an opportunity for community. Do you want to speak about that a little bit, Elizabeth?
0: Yeah. And I also love, what I love about the fall is the end of the year is just, you know, four months away. And so that feels like a reasonable goal. Mm -hmm. You know, what am I going to do for the next four months to be intentional, to feed myself, to have community with others, to build up the body of believers. And so as we talk about in rock journey, you know, two weeks ago, we we let you listen to the intro teaching on the whole idea of spirit, soul, and body, and just kind of the biblical foundation for that, just to get a taste of what Ruach Journey is about. But really what Ruach Journey is more about is how am I going to be intentional to keep myself, spirit, soul, and body aligned with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? And it is a moment-by-moment battle sometimes. it is It is a daily choice to do that. And so, over the 13 weeks of the study, we kind of walk you through here's how God has designed us to live in community with Him first and then with others. And it takes a lot of intentionality. I mean, if you want the punchline of a rock journey, it's not you don't pray a magic prayer and everything happens. It is a choice to keep that principle of abiding that Jesus talks about in John 15. And so I'm super excited that we're going to spend some time this fall together. And what we plan on doing is kind of almost acting like a small group here on our podcast. We'll have different people join us for some of the weeks to be a part of that conversation. And so if you're in an area where you have a small group and y'all want to do the study together, that is awesome. And then this podcast just becomes another layer of listening to another conversation and you as a group can listen to the podcast and you can discuss it. But I realize there's some of you that are in parts of the world or in areas here in the United States where you don't really feel like you have that kind of community, but you want someone to Feel like you can be a part of a group that you can uh, have the accountability to stick with the study because that's the other thing that's hard is life happens and all of a sudden it's been a couple of weeks and you haven't picked up your study and you haven't been working on it. And so we're hoping to become part of that online community where you can send us in questions or comments and Kimberly and I will be kind of leading the small group every week as we go through it. And I'm really excited about this opportunity for everybody. So as we close, uh, this podcast today, just an encouragement, maybe Roo rock journey is, is not exactly the study you're looking for. There are other studies there. We have a 12 week study that walks through prayer portions that I know a lot of, I can, I can watch the orders coming in. So I know a lot of small groups are forming around prayer portions. And then also safe in the father's heart has a study guide that goes with it. And we have just earlier this year recorded, uh, a podcast for each of the chapters of that book, which could also be a way of you feeling like a little more insight, a little more understanding of that book as we go through it. But I think my encouragement, whether it's our stuff or someone else's, is how are you going to be intentional with your fall? How are you going to invest not only in your own spiritual walk, but also in building some type of community and a place where you can find people that are Thinking similar things, sharing similar voices, And so we're super excited. It's going to be mid September when we start up our rock journey study together and looking forward to doing some new and different things with our podcast when that comes about. So if you want to go online and order the rock journey study, it is a video based study. So you'll see uh, both my mom and I, and then Kimberly shows up from time to time. There's lots of different voices that you'll hear speaking in the videos. And so as you buy the product, you, we send you the book and all the materials that you need to go through the study. We also include a set of DVDs. For those of you that are like, I'm not into streaming, but I understand a DVD player. We got you covered. But for the rest of you, all of the videos uh, you're given access to on our website. And so you can watch the videos and then join together in your community as we discuss some of the teachings of what was shared in those videos. So I think it's going to be an exciting time for us this fall. Before we get there, we've had some questions that have been asked about spirit, soul, and body based on the podcast that we did uh, a few weeks ago. And so next week, we're going to kind of have a question answer time just on the basics of spirit, soul, and body. Again, just to kind of help prepare and get us ready to go for rock journey. And then we are super excited in a couple of weeks to have Sam Storms on our podcast. For those of you that are not familiar with him, he is an amazing theological mind. I I love him to bits because he is so grounded in the word, but also very open to the things of the spirit. And so we're going to have a conversation with him about hearing from God and how uh, God is speaking to our hearts today. And I think you're really going to want to tune in for that in a couple of weeks.
1: Sounds great. We'll be looking forward to it. Hope you can join us for all those conversations. It's going to be a rich time together as we move into the next couple of weeks and this next season ahead. So we'll see you next time. I want to thank you for listening to the Father's Business Podcast.
0: Check us out at thefathersbusiness.com or follow us at The Father's Biz on Instagram and Facebook.